G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Angels sort of work behind the scenes. You might call them God's secret agents. We don't see them or hear them, but sometimes we're affected by what they do. Today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie brings insight on angels. They're doing the work of God all the time. And that's why we're told in Hebrews 13 too, don't forget to entertain strangers, for in doing so, some have entertained angels without knowing it. This is the day when the lost are found. This is the day for a new beginning. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Again, you hear all the angels are singing. This is the day, the day when life begins. Most of what many people know about angels came from movies, or a TV show, or a book, or social media. But whether it came from a screenplay or a novel, it was fiction. Someone made it up. And it may have left real angels rolling on the floor laughing. Today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie takes us to the authoritative source on angels. We'll read the words of the creator of angels, our text in God's Word. It's from the series called Timeless. Right now, at this moment, all around us, there is a supernatural world. A very real world. It's as real as the physical world. It's the world of God and Satan. It's the world of angels and demons. And I'm praying that God will open our eyes to understand how this unseen world interfaces with the world that we are all living in right now. How angels are at work in our lives and what the agenda of demons are in our lives as well. How many angels are there? Well, I think you can't really count them. The Bible says there's thousands and thousands of them. Most angels are holy. Some angels are fallen. You find them in the Old and New Testament alike. They're mentioned directly or indirectly in the Bible 300 times. Now there's a lot of misconceptions about angels. Uh, We don't understand what their role actually is. Sometimes you hear of people talking to angels or praying to angels and this is never encouraged in scripture. Angels sort of work behind the scenes. You might call them God's secret agents. Angels are like Navy SEALs, you know. We don't know a lot of what the Navy SEALs do. We just know they go out there and they take care of business without a lot of fanfare. Angels are the same. They're doing the work of God behind the scenes. We frankly don't know how many times an angel may have stopped us, gotten us out of a tight situation, protected us from harm, maybe even spoken directly to us. Angels are created beings made by God. I bring this up because sometimes when people die, we'll say, well, they've become an angel now, or God needed another angel in heaven. No, people don't become angels. 
Angels are angels created by God. In fact, it appears that they're eternal and they never die. Speaking of those who've gone unto heaven, Jesus said in Luke 20, neither can they die anymore for they're equal to the angels. So that's interesting. Now they have a special work that they do specifically in the life of the Christian. The Bible says of angels that they're ministering spirits sent to serve those that are heirs of salvation. And the Bible is just full of stories of where angels got involved in the lives of people. Now I'm gonna give you seven takeaway truths about angels and demons. So if you're taking notes, here's point number one. Sometimes angels deliver us from difficult situations. Sometimes angels deliver us from difficult situations. In Acts chapter five, we read of angels busting the apostles out of jail saying, go tell the people all about this new life. Then later on in the book of Acts, in Acts chapter 12, uh, Herod was in control and he had James executed and he put Peter in prison and the church began to pray for God to deliver Peter and the Lord dispatched an angel to get him out. And what's interesting is Peter was so deep in his sleep, the angel had to whack him to wake him up. Isn't that fun? I find that a humorous story. And then as Peter finally realized what's happening, the doors open up automatically in the prison and he walks out free because God delivered him through angels. Also we know, number two, angels stop us and other times they prompt us. In the book of Acts, there's a story of the Lord prompting Philip, simply saying, go to the desert. The angel did not give a detailed blueprint to Philip. He did not tell him what was gonna happen next. Of course, you remember the story. There was a man visiting from Ethiopia, a foreign dignitary that was seeking God. And uh, the Lord directed Philip to engage him. But the angel told him to go. So there may have been times where an angel has actually said something to you and you didn't even know it was an angel. You thought it was your own thoughts, but it may have been one of these mysterious messengers doing God's work in your life. One of the most well-known stories of angels is in the story of Balaam and his donkey. And this, by the way, is one of my favorite stories in the Bible. Because uh, you recall Balaam was sort of a prophet for hire. In fact, you could spell his description, a prophet, P-R-O-F-I-T. He was a prophet for profit. And uh, so the enemies of Israel came to him and hired him to curse the Jewish people. And uh, he agreed to do this. And as he was on his way to do what God did not want him to do, the Lord intervened. And actually, as he was riding his donkey, the donkey suddenly stopped. And, And then Balaam was beating his donkey, trying to get it to move forward. And the donkey then rubbed up against the wall, crushing the leg of Balaam. And then he kept beating him and finally the donkey just collapsed. And then the Bible tells us that the Lord opened the mouth of the donkey. This is why it's such a funny story. And the donkey actually says, why are you beating me? Haven't I been a good donkey? Now that's amazing, but what's more amazing is without missing a beat, Balaam said in response, because you're not doing what I told you to do. And and then suddenly an angel of the Lord appears with a sword drawn. And Balaam suddenly realizes that this was God 
trying to stop him from doing the wrong thing. And the angel rebuked him for beating his donkey. That donkey had more sense than the prophet had. So you may not be aware of the presence of angels, but they're doing the work of God all the time. And that's why we're told in Hebrews 13 too, don't forget to entertain strangers, for in doing so, some have entertained angels without knowing it. It's great to have you join us today for A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie. Pastor Greg is presenting a fascinating study of angels and demons today. It's a message from his new series called Timeless. Now sometimes the question is asked, do we have guardian angels? And I think the answer is maybe. I think some of us have maybe worn out a few guardian angels. I don't know. (laughs) I think it's entirely possible that children have guardian angels because in Matthew 18.10, Jesus says, don't look down on one of these little ones, for I tell you that their angels in heaven always see the face of my Father in heaven. That's interesting. Their angels in heaven, not just the angels in heaven. So that implies that maybe they have personalized angels that are assigned to watch over the little ones. Uh, But then there's an interesting story going back to Acts 12. After Peter was released from prison, he showed up at the door of a, a home where Christians were praying, no doubt for his deliverance. A lady named Rhoda answered the door and there stands before her an answer to her prayer and it's Peter and she shuts the door in his face. And then goes back and tells the apostles who are probably praying for his deliverance at that very moment that Peter's standing at the front door and one of them says, well, it's just his angel, which I find weird. Okay, so does that imply Peter had a guardian angel, number one, and number two, if I had an angel standing at my front door knocking, I would probably let him in, wouldn't you? So though, and then they finally realized that it was Peter and God had answered their prayers. Okay, so the title of this message is Angels and Demons. Now let's shift gears and talk about demons. Where in the heck did demons come from? And why do they even exist? Simple answer, demons are fallen angels. The Bible tells the story of Lucifer, who was once a high-ranking angel, later to become known as Satan and the devil, leading a rebellion against God, and one-third of the angels went with him. So one-third of the angels, which number in the thousands, are now what we would call fallen angels or demons doing the bidding of Lucifer. The bad news is one-third defected. The good news is two-thirds are still on our side. So that's good to know, right? But where did the devil come from? Well, as I said, he was once this high-ranking, beautiful angel. Some think he might have even been an archangel. Uh, There's only three angels named in the Bible. They're Gabriel, they're Michael, and Lucifer, which means the son of the morning. But according to Isaiah 14, Satan became lifted up with pride. He effectively wanted the top job. He wanted to be as God. So the Lord rejected him from that position he once held. We think the devil comes from hell. The reality is the devil comes from heaven. But he rebelled against God and ultimately he is headed to hell. Sometimes we sort of envision the devil ruling from some throne in hell and that's not true at all. He's not there yet, but he's headed there. 
because Jesus said hell was prepared for the devil and his angels. And so here is the devil now with this well-organized network of demonic powers. His minions, not those kinds of minions, um, <laughs> that do his bidding and do his work. Uh, back in the book of Job, there's a story of the angels appearing before the Lord and Satan appearing with them. And the Lord sees Lucifer and says, oh, where have you been? And Lucifer says, well, I've been going back and forth across the earth watching everything that's going on. And the Bible describes Satan as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Think of a lion that's hungry and is ready to pounce on its prey. He never takes a vacation. He never takes a day off. He never takes an hour off. If he is beaten, he rises again. If he can't get in the front door, he'll come in the back door. And if that doesn't work, he'll come to the roof or climb up through the floor as an uninvited guest. Uh, on our little anniversary trip that we just took, we went to Italy, which was very nice. Italian food is so good, especially in Italy. And um, so we were going to uh, this hotel and someone was driving us there. And they somehow got confused and took us to the wrong property. And so they pull up to this place and I get out of the car and the front door is open and I walk in and I thought, wow, this looks a lot like someone's house. And I said, hello. And some Italian guy comes out and he says, what are you doing? This is my house. I said, oh, sorry, sorry, arrivederci Roma. And I'm trying to get out of there. You know, I had walked into his house uninvited. Fortunately, he was a nice guy. But the point is, is that I wasn't invited into his home, but I went in anyway. And this is what the devil's looking for. He's looking for a foothold, a way to get into our life. And he doesn't give up. He's looking for someone who's vulnerable. I watched a video the other day of some antelopes in Africa that were fighting. And they were so busy fighting with each other they did not see the lion and the tall grass creeping up in their direction and suddenly he burst out of the grass and grabbed one of them and had antelope for lunch. And that reminds me a little bit of us. Sometimes we're so busy fighting with each other we forget who the real enemy is. And it's the devil. C.S. Lewis wrote a book called The Screwtape Letters. And uh, it's uh, sort of Lewis's attempt to try to get into the mind of the devil and the demons and their strategies. He was a very creative writer. And uh, here's what he wrote in the screw tape letters. And I quote, there's a legend about Satan and his imps, meaning his demons, planning the strategy for attacking the world that's hearing the message of salvation. One of the demons says to the devil, I've got the plan, master. When I get on earth and take charge of people's thinking, I'll tell them there's no heaven. The devil responds, I'll never believe that. The book of truth is full of messages and the hope of heaven through sins forgiven. They won't believe that. They know there's a glory still in the future. On the other side of the room, another demon says, I've got the plan. I'll tell them there's no hell. No good, the devil says. Jesus, while he was on earth, talked more of hell than he did of heaven. They'll know in their hearts that is wrong. And then finally, Lewis writes, one brilliant little imp stood up in the back and said, I know the answer. I'll tell them there's no hurry. C.S. Lewis concludes, and that's the one Satan chose. Interesting. There's no hurry. And that's what the devil says to me. There's no hurry, man. Come on, live your life. Have fun. 
Sow your wild oats. Do what you want to do with whoever you want to do it with. Enjoy every pleasure this world offers. But the Holy Spirit says to us to come to Christ now. The devil says tomorrow, but the Holy Spirit says today is the day of salvation. Such important insight from Pastor Greg Laurie today on A New Beginning. And today is the day of salvation. And maybe you've been listening today and you're not sure of your salvation. Well, Pastor Greg would love to help you be sure of that right now with a simple prayer. Listen, if you want Jesus Christ to come into your life, if you want Him to forgive you of your sin, if you want to know that you'll go to heaven when you die, just pray this prayer right now after me. Just pray, Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner, but I know that you're the Savior who died on the cross for my sin and rose again from the dead. I turn from my sin now, and I choose to follow you. From this moment forward, as my Savior and Lord, as my God and my friend, in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. And if you have just prayed that prayer and meant those words sincerely, we want to welcome you into the family of God. And let us help you get started walking each day with the Lord. We'd like to send you some resource materials to help you in your new journey. Just ask for a New Believers Growth Packet when you call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. And the team would love to pray with you too. Call 1-800-772-936 today. Next time on A New Beginning, join us for more insight on angels and fallen angels or demons as Pastor Greg continues his series called Timeless, Unchanging Truths in a Changing Culture. Today's message from Pastor Greg Laurie was called Angels and Demons. If you'd like to listen again, just download the free Vision Christian Media app where it's available as a podcast, along with more inspiring Christian content. Just search your app store for Vision Christian Media. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.